Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show presented by our local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Man, this is really a fun show for me. And Reg and I were talking uh, during the break that, you know, this is just really the first of all, it's going really quickly. And I, I love the passion that all our guests have have had with their memories about Rick Majerus. We are now joined by he was an all-american for the Marquette Warriors and uh five-year NBA player he had a knee injury or he would have gone another five I'm sure he is Earl Tatum hey uh Earl how you doing today I'm doing all right doing good hey uh so Felix Mantia he was a pretty good basketball player wasn't he oh yeah they were pretty good man <laughs> you know Reggie was telling me a story about a freshman uh basketball game Wisconsin against Marquette he told me not to bring it up but I thought I I, I would bring it up because he's still talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know I tell you I, I have to give him credit they we we had a really dynamite freshman team and um when I came here I had no idea that I was going to play freshman ball and the varsity. I was the first one to do both at Marquette. And, um, you know, playing against the Big Ten schools was always a big thrill. And it was nip and tuck. Uh, I do remember having the ball, clutch situation, and I kind of passed it to a teammate and hit him in the back. (laughs) And we never got it back. Boy, was I upset at myself. And I remember Coach Raymond had me in the locker room. He said, don't ever do that again because you never know who's watching you, you know. Bad. Hey, wow. when when you think about Rick Majerus and the impact that he had, Earl, on, on your life and maybe, you know, outside of, of, of the basketball floor, but in life in general, what's your first memory of Rick? Just being a, a very, very kind person. And he always been that way toward me. I know that there were all the guys on our team who I don't know if they – thought of Rick as, you know, not that far in age or close in age to them, coaching them, telling them what to do. But the guy ate and slept basketball, and he studied and he knew what he was doing. You know, Al was our showman, and Hank was the X and O's, but Rick was the X and O's also. Rick did scouting. Rick did the plays and drew them up on the board. We didn't have the luxury like Reggie then with uh, videotape and this and that, you know, <laughs> one, one little tape that kept erasing over and over. And I'm sitting there because, you know, we never even did that in high school. You know, we were so talented, Gus Williams and all those guys. But we actually would sit there 
and 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 Rick did the scouting and knew what other players liked to do and some guys paid attention and and some didn't you know <laughs> but if you paid attention and did the things that he told you to do you get you have success. Hey, and you've had a lot of coaches when you when you played the the high school level, the college level, the pro level. Um, what what would you say set Rick Majerus apart from some of those other guys? Well, you know, I was thinking about that myself. You know, much as I being an idol, Jerry West was my idol. You know, Jerry had Stan Allback, a wonderful great coach. There was um, Mr. Bobby Leonard of the Pacers, Sai Sand of the Celtic uh, organization, and those guys did a lot of fundamental things. And Rick and Hank, and they did the same thing. And I tell you, I put them right in the same boat with them, you know, coming up with plays and, uh, you know, they wanted you to execute and, and do it. And you think about it, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't like coaches yelled at me this and that, but, hey, if you think about it, if you would execute, you know, take care of the ball, you wouldn't get, the coach yelling at you, you know, telling you what to do after you rehearse that every day in practice for four years, you know. Hey, um, Earl, when 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 you think and that coaching staff, obviously that they had at, at Marquette, um, the Warriors was was an iconic coaching staff, and everybody kind of had their own area that they right. That we're going to do. Al's going to do it this way, and Hank's here, and, and Rick's going to do this. Um, when I would go and I would end up going to a practice every once in a while as a kid, and I'd be able to get in and watch, and 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 it seemed to me that you know Majerus, I think was was working extremely hard, and he would be the one that would have guys on one on one side, and Hank would be on the other, and and Al would kind of be uh, orchestrating it. And Rick would spend so much time, and the practice would be over, and Rick would still be in the gym. And the amount of time that I think he spent with with um, with kids at the college level just always impressed me because he would never be the first to get out of practice. He would be hanging out until they turned the lights out. Yeah, he was that way, you know, like, uh, you know, showing me how to come off picks and screens, you know, facing up, shaping up to shoot the ball. And and I had no trouble doing that, you know. But the style we had at Marquette, you know, Al stuck with it. Uh, I thought that you could just run up down the floor, you know, behind the back dribbling in between the legs. And Al, we don't play that junk here. Um, but, you know, he worked with the big guys, uh, took time out, even, at, you know, especially after practice, you know, with Jerome and, and Big Maurice and all of them. And, uh the guy was a wonderful coach. He knew the game. He studied the game. And that's why those guys had success. Hey, Earl, can I ask you, you were um, an All-American at Mount Vernon. And uh, at that point, your your high school team was ranked number one in the high school rankings. Recruited by, I think, every college in the country. What made you decide to go to Marquette? <laughs> yeah, well, they were, you know, um, I remember changing divisions in high school, you know, the counselor. I had a counselor, and I remember him saying to me, called me in the office, he said, yeah, you don't want to go to college, do you? Why don't you just take some woodshop courses? And it really hurt me. And I, mean, I had tears, and I just walked out of there, and I went to another division, and she said, wait here. Let me." Uh, she went down and got my transcripts and everything, and everything gets worked out. And in the end, she tracked just about every college that contacted me you know she had them uh full of filled up over close to 400 but there could have been more because we moved so many times (laughs) end up in mailboxes and everything but um i was going to go to indiana bobby knight came to the school with the baseball coach and um star carapella one of my mentors ex nfl 49er from university of miami he said um they want to talk to you and said, I could play baseball also, but another friend who played with, under Al at Belmont Abbey said, well, "Why don't you go see my friend Al?" You know, I said, "Al, Al McGuire." I said, "That guy with the team with the crazy uniform." <laughs> oh man! Uh, so I flew out here. Maurice Lucas picked me up, and Al came late. You know, 
to my breakfast, and they had put a huge meal out in front of me, and I'm trying to chop down and eat, and I'm like, this is too much. Actually, it was with two people, but he wasn't there. Then he shows up. Maybe he just got up, you know, a little wrinkled up and stuff. That's the guy that came to see me in the high school. But anyway, he sat down, and I had laid a uh, napkin over my plate, and I was finished. He removed it and started nibbling on it, and I'm like, whoa, I think I'm going to come here. You know? <laughs> and I didn't tell him, but I ended up doing it, and um, he came back, and he came back to New York again, and we uh, headed out of this high school, going over to see the mayor, and he turned and said, I'm going to call you the Black Jerry West. And I'm like, ooh, how do you know I love Jerry West? Yeah, because he was in your apartment looking on the wall. Every poster you had was a Jerry West and Austin <laughs> Robinson. So, but, yeah, you know, if you look at it, Indiana, all the Big Ten, they ran, but we didn't. And so I just said, well, I'm not going anyplace, you know. Uh, there are times a lot of people say Earl's going to transfer down in the dumps. That was just some home personal life that was coming through the mail, you know, getting me a little down in the dumps. But I loved Marquette. Uh, you know, I waited my turn because Maurice Luke used to say, it's not your turn, wait your turn. And you keep saying, well, dang, man, when is my turn? Every time you get the ball, you want to dump it down there and <laughs> not coming back. Hey, Earl, can, let me ask you this, because here's another thing that people have always said to me about Rick Majerus is if you were willing to work hard, whether you were the first guy, the best player on that team, or number 15, right, the guy at the end of the bench that's getting no playing time, it didn't matter to him. What mattered to him was how you carried yourself and how hard you wanted to work on the basketball floor, that that Majerus had time for the best player. He had time for the 15th best player. It didn't matter to him. All that mattered to to him was your attitude and how hard you wanted to work. That's true. That's 100% true. Rick worked with everybody. And I saw this from day one. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, they're so nice to me because, well, they got this Earl Tatum guy coming from New York. Maybe that's why they're being so nice. But, hey, man, you can't fool a person. Four years of being the same way, caring about you. You know, so that, that that's the truest thing I ever heard. And the guy had this big heart about him. Yeah, we know Rick likes to munch down on a pizza and this and that. And, and coach and basketball is two loves. But he worked with you, though. He, he knew the, the fundamentals, the drills. Uh, and if you work at it, oh, man. I mean, if you didn't, I think Rick could just go to somebody else and work with them. You know, that's where he was. You know, Earl, I love the fact that, you, you know, after Marquette, you played for some teams in the NBA for five years. You had a knee injury, but you came back to Milwaukee. And and I, I love the fact, obviously, Milwaukee had a really big impact on, on you. And when I talk about Rick Majerus, when I'm talking to people, I go, look, he, he is. He was Milwaukee. That that's that's what he was, and the fact that you came back and have lived here in the city for a really long time, I really appreciated that a ton. When he called you the the Black Jerry West, then Jerry ended up uh, drafting you, correct? Well, yeah, Mr. Newell, they got me out there in L.A., and uh, it was kind of funny though because I was a holdout, and those were new things to me with the agent people I had, and finally got out there, ended up changing, but. And Jerry met me, because I've seen Jerry, Jerry West walk right by me like uh, 12 inches, you know, down at the arena, man. I was like, starstruck. I'm like, whoa, Jerry West walked right by me, Jesus Christ. And then he get out, I get out there, and he rolls the ball over to me and said, oh, I always want to meet the black Jerry West, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And just before that, Kareem was talking to me, because we, you know, you know, Milwaukee, and we all knew each other. I had a pair of pro kids, and Reggie may remember uh, Milwaukee Sporting Goods on Wisconsin Avenue. Sure do. Sure do. I do, too. Yeah, yeah I popped out, and they got a pair of blue suede pro kids. And Kareem said, hey, man, Jock can still use those to keep them on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> 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 but I came back before um, I went to New York, and um, Rick, oh, it's unbelievable. They didn't have any money, and they got me a, a little summer job. Rick and his father, and I would go to Senior Citizen 
uh, places and, and sit and talk to them and, and, and pass out lunches and, and sign autographs and stuff. And, man, I, I just couldn't believe it. And also, I had one of the greatest meals of my life at Majerus Home. And, look, man, I'm telling you something. I've never eaten duck before. <laughs> Nevertheless, a, a half of one on my plate. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is enough for six people, you know. But coming back through here after the playing days and, and jamming up the knee really worse than I thought it was, um, it was Rick and Marty Greenberg and Al. And we get together uh, once a week, and we call it the, uh, the uh, find their own Tatum a job, you know, because things have changed over the years. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Guys who play and run around in shorts for years, you know, you never get a chance to use your degree or knock on doors looking for jobs. You know, you still run around playing basketball. Well, there was something clicking, and no, I tried to go overseas. It didn't work. And next year, same thing. And then Rick said, William Earl, every time we try to help you find a job, you go gallivanting around the country trying to keep playing basketball. That's two times. And I, the third time was a charm, and I finally got my head together. You know, they had George Thompson come out and say, William Earl, you need to get a job, man. You can't be running around cutting grass off your bike and pretty <laughs> young. And so, again, Rick was there. And, and if you... And, you know, being in Rick's heart, he never forgets you because he invites you to things, you know. He always asks about your family. And, again, I go back to that thing, this family tradition thing with Marquette. And I know when Tom Crean came along, he, he, he brought it back and stuff. But with Rick and Al and Hank and stuff, they just, they were always there for you. They say, you always come back, you know. And I remember being a freshman, Al, he loved it when the old players would come back around, you know. Uh, all the guys that played, you know, and I saw their names in the books, and I'm like, that's really cool, but I think I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> he is Earl Tatum, number 43, retired by the Marquette Golden Eagles. Yeah, when I watched him play, he was a Marquette Warrior, five years in the NBA, and he started well, it, it, with Rick Majerus by saying, a very kind person. Yeah, very, very. I mean, the whole family, I mean, people, hey, listen. They will give the, give you the shirt off the back, and I'm like, wow, this, where do these people come from, and, and why are they like that? Because they love people. That's it. You know? Hey, Earl, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and uh, I will never bring up that freshman game against Wisconsin again. Yeah, Reggie Harris made me do that. Yeah, yeah, he ain't feel it, I bet. Yeah, they, you know, in fact, it came up one day. We, we had lunch. I believe it was at, uh, I can't, where the function was. And Reggie and Felix were just giggling and sniggling and stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, somebody had to win that game, and somebody had to lead it in rebounding, Earl. You led it in scoring and turnovers. <laughs> and turnovers. He is Earl Tatum. Again, number 43 when he played for Marquette. That number retired by the Golden Eagles. Thank you so much, Earl. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break, Jeff Jonas will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how cool would it be for a coach to lead the first billiken team to the second weekend of the ncaa tournament well i i did that with ball state and you know i i obviously i wasn't the first coach to lead utah i think i led utah to four of them and I never thought about that. I, I, you're proud of your accomplishments retrospectively, but they're team accomplishments. And you're only as good as your players and how hard they play. So I, I got, that, that's, not a, that's not a thought for me. It's, it's a nice bit of research on your part, and I'm sorry that I wasn't even aware of it. <laughs> that's awesome. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation High School Sports Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Again, music today, selected by Reggie Harris. Hey man, I love this music. I think it fits perfect. We're now joined as we talk about Rick Majerus, now joined by Jeff Jonas. Jeff uh, Jeff played, I tell you what, he, he spent a lot of time with Coach Majerus. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm going to uh, give a quote. 2014, Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame, Jeff Jonas, was inducted, and this is what he said. I truly was not Michael Jordan or Dr. J, said Jonas, who owns a real estate company in Salt Lake City. I was a guy who had success because I played for the team, and I had great teammates and coaches. I thank them all. You don't get there by yourself. When I read that quote, I think of Rick Majerus, Jeff. That's what I think of. That sounds like something that he would have said. Well, well, I think he, I think he instilled that in in all of his players, and you know, some accepted it and some didn't. And uh, you know, the ones who didn't didn't last with him are, are ones who who couldn't buy into that philosophy. Hey, Jeff, when you think about the, we talked to Joe Hauser about the Saint Seb's days, and and you know, taking a shovel and cleaning off the playground, and playing outside when it's cold, and, and doing the things that it takes to be a better basketball player. I, I've asked everybody, the first question I've really asked to them is, when you think of, of Rick Majerus and some of those types of things, some of the things that, that he instilled in, in you guys, what are some of the best lessons that, that, that you walked away from and, and you learned uh, from him that you carried on in, in your adult life? Well, well, you know, I have, an, I have an interesting perspective on Rick because, you know, I was certainly uh, more impressionable in uh, when I was in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, and he was my coach. 
and then I got to see him later in life when I was an adult and a, a parent and and was you know had kids around and and so you know that that it's an interesting perspective to to see him later and um versus when when I was when I was young and you know you kind of hung on every word and you know Rick's Rick's focus in in his dedication to basketball is what made him so great and and I think you know that that really is is a great lesson is you know whatever you're going to do you know put your heart and soul into it and you know he may have been a little bit excessive um because that was you know so much of his life um but we all learned that you know if you wanted to be good at something you had to really work at it and it was really up to you and you know some people have a lot of god-given talent um i guess we all did if we had success but you know that that only takes you so far uh unless you are michael jordan but even michael jordan and and uh, you had Sidney Moncrief on and Earl Tatum, and you've got Reggie there, the greatest leaper in the history of Marquette High. Um, you know, all- I thought it was Jimmy Smith in that text message that we had, but you guys said, no, yeah, I, I don't think it was him. Hey, I, I don't know many guys that on their 60th birthday that go stand underneath the back basket at, at 6'2", and, and uh, jump up and dunk it, and, and Reggie did that, and he documented it. Joe, I was we, Jeff. I was sixty-three. 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 No, now we didn't have verification that it was a ten-foot basket, <laughs> but we we just got to trust that it was. I'll just have to do it, and have Neary stand by Craig hey, Butra. Wait, wait. When you guys get together for the fiftieth, are you guys doing that? By the way, Reggie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a finalize some things but we definitely are going to get together for the 50th man so think about this jonas 50 years ago right you guys undefeated state champ you're a two-time state champion over at at marquette but that there was something special about you know those teams and and again i'm a mesmer boy your older brother gary and my oldest brother jim went to francis jordan together and uh they they're they still talk they they're they're really good friends. In fact, my brother Jim sent me a text this morning and said, uh, "Please say hi to Jeff Jonas for me." And th- those teams at Marquette, look when when you when you go through what you went through in seventh and eighth grade with with Coach Majerus, making you guys work hard to be good basketball players, and then you go play for maybe another coach. Do you, do you just kind of go like, "Wow, those I am fully prepared to get through this kind of practice." Yeah, and, 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 you know, we had another great coach at Marquette High with, with Paul Nowak. And, you know, I mean, between the two of them, I mean, I got to college and, you know, I, it, 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 was, it was a different era. And we had nine freshman uh, recruits when I got to University of Utah. And there was no question who was the most prepared of all of those nine players. And it was because of, you know, my background and, and uh, the great coaches um, that that re- that force us to do things. And, and Mike, you were a coach, and and you know, I mean, you just got to make players, um, you know, buy into the system. And and we all did that at Marquette High, and that's why we were so good. I mean, the 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 most amazing thing, and I said this to Reggie the other day, you know, it was a much greater accomplishment um, for our uh, my senior year team. Um, because we had to overcome Rosie, and you know. <laughs> hey, man, bro, Gary Rosenberg, hold on. What do you mean you had to overcome him? <laughs> oh, God bless him. You know he passed a number of years ago, but but uh, oh, he was a handful. He was uh, he truly was something, and you know he he just had the green light. I mean, he was the only guy who bought into his own system ahead of every other system, but. Um, he was good enough to get away with it, and and uh, and and it was really fun. Joe Joe was the center on that team, and Jimmy Smith and Wayne Heidenreich and Rosie and I. So that was that was a fun team. But uh, hey, Jeff, you know, we, uh, yeah, I got a story from when Rosie was a sophomore. You you'll remember this. We're at the state tournament. I think we're playing Madison Edgewood, and you got a couple fouls in the first half. Am I right about that? 
you remember better than me. Okay, well, Rose is a sophomore who thought he should be starting for either you or Smitty, and he'd tell you that if you asked him. He comes into the game, you know, we're just winding it down, got a decent lead. Rosie comes out and jacks up a Jimmy Smith, you know, 25-footer. Coaches live it in the locker room. He's looking at him, about the only thing we had done wrong that, that half. Looks at Rosie and said, you know, what were you doing? And he said, why did you put me in the game? Didn't you put, you knew I was going to shoot. <laughs> he just looked at him and was like, that's why, that's why you put me in there, right? I, I, I liked watching Rosenberg play. He did carry himself with a little swagger. I thought that was the Marquette High swagger. He walked into Marquette High with that swagger. Oh, he did. And and he he, he ended it with that swagger. I, I think I told Reggie this story. I don't know if I told you this, Mike, but I had him out, you know, I think, the year before he passed. He came out for the member guest golf tournament. And at the time, Michael Jordan was a uh, – was a member of our club and was playing in the tournament and Rosie had his uh, national championship ring adorned with all kinds of, of uh, diamonds and Michael was, was sitting in the locker room and Rosie walked by and you know, Michael's just minding his own business and Rosie puts the, the ring in front of Michael's face and says Michael and it had you know they beat UNC to, to win the championship and Michael just shook his head as Rosie walked by. But, you know, that was Rosie. He had supreme confidence. Hey, guys, let's get you a break. Jeff, can we talk about um, about the Utah uh, years when, when, when Rick was a coach? And I believe that you were on there. Were you the color commentator? I did for, I think, 11 years. Yeah. His first 11 years. Yeah. I, I want to kind of go into that area. And, and look, the 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 the, the Names and the things that, that all of our guests have talked about. Uh, what a kind person he was. What a caring person Rick Majerus was. Innovation was, was a word that Sidney Moncrief used. But everybody talked about the competitiveness of Rick Majerus. And he certainly had that when he was at Utah. We were talking to Jeff Jonas. And we will continue our conversation as we highlight Rick Majerus and, and just the impact that he's had on these, these well, I'm going to say young men when they were young men, and uh, our community and Jeff Jonas, uh, as much as anybody, uh, felt that and, and carries that with him to this day. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Faces lacking in the social graces, desperately remained at home, inventing lovers on the phone who called to say, Come dance with me, and murmured vague obscenities. Welcome back to the Vajiris Family Foundation. Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Jody Majerus, thank you so much for that song. Um, Mitch, thank you for playing it. Uh, Jeff and Reggie, I'm going to ask you guys uh, a question that I didn't give you a heads-up on it, and I apologize. But, Jeff, if you if, if you had five minutes, if you could, we could bring Rick back and you could spend five minutes with him, where would you guys meet and what would you say to him? Well... We would uh, we would definitely meet at an Italian restaurant, as Rick would call it. Um, def- definitely his favorite. And you know, I, I think I'd I'd talk about probably what he you know what his favorite team was, and and to understand why. And and I think I would I would know the answer to that, and that would be probably one of his early Utah teams um, 
that really came together and played well and kind of, you know, propelled them to the top. Um, after, you know, our, our program at Utah had been down for a number of years, and uh, Rick came in and, and breathed new life into it. And, and he really did it because it was a, a great melding of really talented players, and he was successful in getting a bunch of, of uh, local Mormon kids who could be really good role players. And I think he learned that from Al, um, you know, because you look at the national championship team, and Bill Neary, who played with us in, in high school, started on that team and, and clearly had a role. Um, and, and that's what Rick did. He, he found guys that would, would uh, take on a role that was necessary for the team to succeed. And those guys may have played again ahead of uh, more talented players. But, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, uh, a keystone to, to uh, Rick's success. Hey, um, Reggie, I'm going to ask you that same question here in a minute. But it, were you part of the, the, the broadcast and the radio before Rick got the job? You know, I had done it for uh, about six years. And then they hired a coach that I had nothing good to say about, and I knew it was best that I not be on the air. Um, so I took a, a sabbatical for a number of years. And then when Rick got the job, you know, Rick didn't always have um, the greatest relationship with the press and, and was somewhat distrustful of it. And he asked me to, to uh, start doing it again, so I did it. And and, you know, did it for 11 years. I used to, uh, Rick never liked to travel with the team. Um, so he and I would generally uh, travel um, separate from the team and, and to the games and, and uh, spend a lot of time together. Hey, would you tell, tell that Wyoming story that you had uh, shared with me when we talked? Was really? it the, when you guys went to play, was it the NCAA tournament? Or was it a no? No, it was it was um, it no, was the the WAC the, tournament. The sweatshirt one. Yes. Yeah. So, so we, we were playing at Wyoming, and, and in those days, the WAC tournament was uh, was not um, necessarily at at the. Uh, it, it was just at random where it was going to be held, and that year it was held at uh, University of Wyoming. And our arch rival was always BYU. Uh, and that year they had Sean Bradley, the, the seven six guy. He was a freshman that year. And I had a, uh, a somewhat stormy relationship with uh, the coach of BYU. Um, I said a few things about him on the air, and uh, he was not a fan of mine, and I was not a fan of his. But the, uh, the Wyoming fans generally dislike BYU a lot. And so on the way to, to the to shoot-around, I said to Rick, I said, you know, we just got to get these fans totally on our side. And I said, why don't we find the, uh, a trainer and see if we can't get you a Wyoming sweatshirt? So now we get to, to – uh, so we meet, meet the, uh, the trainer. He's, he arranges and gets this bright yellow hoodie that says Wyoming football on it. And he gets it to Rick and it's, you know, a triple XL or something. And, and, uh, you know, warmups are going on. The BYU coach is out there and our team is out there and all, all of a sudden out of the tunnel, here comes Rick and the, the fans, it, it's just like a buzz around the arena as they start to see him. And all of a sudden he gets a, standing ovation everyone's going crazy and we start the game and we've got it's like better than a home crowd and about two minutes into the game as as rick could do um he gets a little excited about a call and he goes over and takes the uh the monitor from from one of the guys on the uh on the scorer's table and smashes it and he smashed it, and uh, we'd 
lost our crowd right there. <laughs> that was the Wyoming crowd said, oh, no, they're not going to be doing that. You know, it's funny, guys. I got a, a text, and, and this person said, look, Rick Manger was so much more than basketball. He loved musicals, movies, politics, travel. He read four newspapers a day. And I heard at one point he took the Utes to see the, the – Broadway show Hairspray when they were in New York. And I'm not sure if that's NCAA violation or not, but that was Rick Majerus. Hey, Jeff, thank you, man. I really appreciate, you know, your time. And, and uh, I told you the story about your brother Gary when I was a kid telling me that, you, you know, the day of a game, the day before a game at Marquette High, you had a ball in your hand the whole time. He used the term, he was getting a feel for the old girl. And so I used that with my grandkids, and you said, look, you, you better byline my brother Gary. I never said that because my daughter's <laughs> like, you got to come up with a better term than that. I go, that's what Jeff Jonas said. I'm not saying that. So, hey, I appreciate it. Your love for Coach Majerus, um, you know, again, the theme between uh, through this entire show was what a caring person he was what a kind person he was, how hard he was to, to, as far as trying to get kids to give as much as they could on the basketball floor. And everybody carries a lot of Rick Majerus in them as they, they move on with their lives, and you guys more than most. Well, Mike, I'll say this. I, I think Reggie would, would say this, and probably most people that you've had on today, is we, we wouldn't have been where we are without uh, the influence of Rick and, and his dedication to us and, and to basketball and to making us better players and better people. I mean, there's, there's no question about that. And, and, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have had him in our lives. It's, you know, he, he passed too soon, uh, as, as many of, uh, you know, of our friends have done, but, uh, you know, he was, he was great. And, uh, you know, we can't thank him enough. And, you know, it, it, it goes back to, uh, you know, what, what he was, he was dedicated to it and he was focused on it and he was, uh, he was amazing as, as a coach. And, and there's a lot of, uh, players, you know, in the, in the NBA and uh, you look at all the Utah players, Andre Miller and Mike Doliak and, and, uh, Keith Van Horn and all of those guys that will give, uh, Rick a lot of credit for, for what they got. And so, you know, we're very fortunate and, and Jody is, you know, I've known Jody since seventh grade and, and, uh, you know, it's great that she's, um, helping you guys and, and helping promote high school sports. And, and I know she's frustrated and I think we all probably are that, you know, there's a legacy, um, uh, with coach Majerus that, that, you know, is, is probably, forgotten you know i mean kids these days they're on to the next thing uh you got to keep their attention from moment to moment much less over the last 10 years and who this guy was but you know he was significant in in uh milwaukee high school athletics and and should never be forgotten i thank you for saying i agree and that's why i begged uh, them, I, 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 I ple- not pleaded, but I said, please be part of this so I can continue to talk about Rick Majerus and what he meant to our community. And I thank the Majerus Family Foundation for doing that. Jeff Jonas, man, it's good to catch up. Thanks a lot. Uh, can you, uh, by the way, can you still hit a jump shot? You know, I have, uh, I have two fake knees and I have a fake hip <laughs> and a rod in my other leg and some screws. So. My jumping is is not quite up to uh, Reggie's standard. Well, my I mine has never been up. The, he can probably make the shot. He can though. still make the yeah. shot though. That's the key. Jeff Jonas, thank you so much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Kelly Sheehan is going to join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. So you should always know who you are. You know what I mean? That's a key in life. You know, I mean, it, it, you really should know. I mean, like, look, I'm fat. I'm bald. I go out to pick up a girl late at night, dark bar. She's drunk. I could get a three. Usually I'm in that nether world of ones and twos, okay? I know who I am. Music in the 
Welcome back to the Bajeras Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show presented by our local Pick and Save stores. Mitch, thank you for playing that. That that does make me laugh. We are joined by Kelly Sheehan. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. How are you today? Of course, I'm great. How are you? I'm so, we are so good. This has been such a good show, I, and I'm so happy. And, and I have to tell you that when everybody who's been on the show, one of the first or second things they talked about when they talk about Rick Majerus is what a caring person he was, what a kind person he was, his innovation when it came to basketball, and how much he he left sweat equity, you know, in any gym that he left. When you when you Think about Rick and the legacy. What, what's your first thought when it comes to Rick Majerus? I mean, listen, when I think about my Uncle Rick, I don't think about basketball, which is probably bizarre to hear. But he was just, in my life, my uncle. And he definitely just, you know, was a great uncle. He cared. He was there for me. He was interested in my life. He wanted to meet with me. We got to see each other when he would be on like the road just on games and there are a lot of different occasions where you just have I have really really fond memories of just him being just my uncle. Kelly, I uh I, because of our guest today, I've had no tears in my eyes until you just said that. Do you know mm-hmm. that that for me on what you just said, look, I, he just wanted he we spent time together. He was just my uncle. To guys like me, he was bigger than life. Not fi- I mean physically he's a big dude, but he was he was bigger than life and and the amount of love that he had for our city and then for his niece to say look it's just uncle rick you know he that's who he was to to you and i love that you know i wish and i and i didn't get to ask reggie this and i wanted to but i asked jeff jonas if you could spend five minutes with him now where where do you think that meeting would be kelly and what would you say to him so the meeting would definitely be over a pizza pie because that was our thing. We would, uh, whether it be meeting at one of his games or driving from, I went to college in Ohio, so whenever he was local around there, we would drive and meet him. And um, it would be definitely over pizza pie, and it would just be talking. He wanted to know about me. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be about him. It would be about me. And I think that was really special. That's really special. Was he mm-hmm. a Balistur, by, by the way, was he a Balistur pizza guy? or <laughs> Do you know? Well, here in Milwaukee, I there's a lot of good choices when it comes to that. Honestly, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I'm not a Milwaukee girl. I'm from New York, so we were New York pizzas, or um, Man. you know, any, anywhere in the Midwest in Ohio where we used to meet. One time, we drove um, from Dayton to Cincinnati, and me and a few of my friends, and we went to meet him when he was an ESPN analysis for one of the games in Cincinnati, and we met him for pizza before the game and we had some time to kill in between the game um so he was like here how about you guys will get some ice cream while i get ready for the game so it was like okay great thanks so he handed me three hundred dollars for five people to go get ice cream and <laughs> what <I> think- <laughs> what about think- the what about the tip money what about oh, that just it just proves like he's like he's just larger than life and he was just he just cared so much and i think that it just that story just goes to prove like you know, not only did he like always want to make sure we were okay, we were such a small family and we are such a small family. There wasn't, with me and my sister, we were his nieces and uh, he had two sisters and it was, we were just such a small group. And I think that he always just wanted to make sure that we were okay. And it just, he always went above and beyond. And I think that that's just um, something I'll always remember. Kelly, we've got about two minutes left. How proud um, were you? Of him, I, I I would assume that if you were at a function for work or something, and somebody was talking about college basketball, I mean, immediately you would say, "Hey, guess who my uncle is?" Yeah, I mean, it definitely has come up. Uh, don't get me wrong, there. Um, I think he was um, he was. I was proud of him. I mean, he was a big part of, and still is a big part of my life. I think that what makes it different, though, is like he never really like pushed his accomplishments in my face. It was more about my accomplishments. So I think that he, for me, it just, I'm undoubtedly proud of him. He was such a big piece of the basketball world. And I think that it's, um, it's such a nice, you know, thing to have in our family and always be able to talk about it. And which a nice thing is now he has six grand nieces, great grand nieces and nephews. And I like 
to be able to tell them stories about him and hopefully the legacy of this Majerus family can just live on. You know? hey, amen to that. Kelly, he would never have allowed me to do this show if he was still around. <laughs> Ever. He would have put a kibosh on that. You are not talking about me for two hours. Nope, I won't. I will not allow it. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it a lot. And and you know what? I thank you and your family for allowing me to do this because your your uncle Rick meant so much to so many people in this in this area. Well, thank you so much, and um, thank you for including me and being able to share a piece of um, piece of my life with him. Amen to that, Kelly Sheehan. Thank you so much, Reggie Harris. You know what, man, thank you. I can't thank you enough for the work that you put in to get this show together. And and, and you know what, you, our friendship now, I'm going to talk to you a lot. You're going to get sick of me calling you, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I, got, I got to tell you, and I want your audience to know, it was an honor for me because it's long overdue by it. We were his boys. So this is just us repaying a huge debt to the Majerus family. For allowing Rick to be in our lives. Amen to that. Majerus Family Foundation, thank you very much for, for giving us the green light to do this and sponsoring this show and allowing me to showcase, highlight, promote, and celebrate student-athletes every Saturday from 10 to noon. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.